Hello, hello, hello. Have you ever heard this quote that says something to the effect of you are the sum or you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with? Something like that, right? Or show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Something like that, right? Essentially saying that the people who you spend time with influence you, which is a given. It's almost like one of those things where you're just like, a duh. But I want to highlight five people you benefit from having in your corner, especially if you struggle with anxiety and you want to boldly serve God. So today's episode is not going to talk about the five people who have the most influence on you. I'm going to talk about the five people who you want to have influence in your thought life, in your uh, execution of, of what you do and how you live and how you show up and how you boldly serve the Lord. So I hope that you're taking notes. And if you aren't, it's okay because I take the notes for you. Head to the show notes by going to www.herrenewedstrength.com forward slash podcast. And let's dig in. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz-Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So we're in this era of social media where a lot of the content we see and are exposed to is really driven by the influencers of a particular industry. So before I dig into the meat and potatoes of today's conversation, I want to just define what an influencer is per sproutsocial.com. <laughs> I don't know who these people are, but I found it on Google. Shout out to Google. So an influencer is someone in your niche or industry with sway over your target audience. Naturally, this language has to do with business with making money they're talking about marketing okay they said on sproutsocial.com influencers have specialized knowledge authority or insight into a specific subject their pre-existing presence in a niche makes them a useful launching pad for brands in search of credibility so when we hear influencer we're thinking okay, this person like has influence, but really they're swaying a target audience. So this doesn't necessarily have to do with impact for like the greater good. It's more so impact for a company, okay? Influencers are people who make money by swaying a particular audience in the direction of purchasing or, you know, buying into a either a product or an idea or whatever, okay? 
influence or being influential. So not an influencer, but an influential person is someone who has great influence on something or someone, someone who's authoritative, someone who is important, who's powerful. Influential people can be influencers, but really the the focus of an influential person is to move the needle to make a change, okay? So there's a difference. And what I wanted to really highlight today is that there are a lot of people who we can choose to engage with, who we can choose to be influenced by, but not all people, not all influence is beneficial. So these people might not be people you benefit from having in your life, but these five people who I'm about to introduce you to are in fact people you benefit from having in your life and whose influence you want. Who are they? Who are these people? Who are these influential people? Well, the first is the greatest influencer of all time, Jesus, the most influential person ever, 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 Jesus. You really do benefit from just studying his life, from understanding him. To understand him, you have to understand God. To understand God, you have to be in his word. And to be in his word is just so comforting, so soothing, so safe. I could cry. I'm just thinking about all the things that I've walked through in the last 30, almost 34 years of my life. And Lord, he has just kept me so safe. And especially since I came to Christ and having really run after him and been in the word more intentionally, knowing God and knowing his character and understanding Jesus as, you know, just the perfect image of God, the perfect image of anything. Jesus is someone you want to really be influenced by. He's so good. He's so, he's gentle. He's meek. He's so good. So that, that's going to be the number one person, Jesus. He is. Number two, number two, your pastor. Are you part of a church? Do you belong to a local church? And if you don't, what are you waiting for? Are you looking? What are you what are you looking for? I remember when I was looking for a church and we were already in one, kind of. We were part of a startup church here in the Bay Area. I had come from New Jersey. If you know my background, that's where I'm from. And I was going to Hillsong, New York, which was actually New Jersey. I was in Montclair. And um Long story short, came over, got set up with the folks in San Francisco, helped to plant that. And it was fun, but that wasn't home. Like I realized that wasn't home. I had, without knowing, been introduced to my new church home that would become, you know, our church home here in California by a friend's daughter who was like, you know, you guys might like this church. She was like 14 at the time, putting us onto this church. And we're like, all right, we'll check it out. And, you know, it ended up being the place we called home down the line about a year later, year and a half. And since then, that's been where we've been planted. So what I was looking for was what church would do for me, all the things that it would do 
for me and i remember reading a post online and the person saying something to the effect of you're all worried about or concerned about what church will do for you when it's really supposed to be what you do for the church that hit me in the face like a uh, ping pong paddle i remember thinking oh lord you talking to me are you talking to me because at that time i had been thinking maybe i don't belong in this church anymore because i don't feel like i'm getting what i want out of church so what happened the lord schooled me the next time i went to church after these COVID times it was an answer to prayer from like a year prior and uh, so we stayed at our church. But you really want to get down with your pastor. You want to get to know your pastor. Send him an email. Say what's up to him. Introduce yourself. And just start to build that relationship. That's the person you want. Because when it comes to matters of life, things that you walk through, and you want biblically sound advice, wisdom, you can turn to your pastor. He's supposed to be the person who looks after you spiritually. So find your pastor, find your church, find your pastor. Number three, your counselor or your therapist. I haven't talked about this a lot and I, I promise I will, but for the purposes of today's episode, I'm going to keep it short. You will benefit from having a counselor or a therapist, whether for yourself, for you and your husband, if you're a guy, for you and your wife. And I'll tell you what, your church might have counselors on staff ready to go. But if they don't, there are a lot of different resources that you can look into and you can find someone who is a good fit for you. I know off the top of my head, you can head to psychology.com and find a psychologist that's a talk therapist, right? They do psychotherapy. Um, among other things. So definitely do your research, find someone that jives with you and, you know, is, I believe, you know, they're supposed to just like honor where you're at with your faith and get some support. Super helpful. Super helpful. So first is Jesus. Number two is your pastor, which means you have to find a church. And number three is your counselor or your therapist. Okay, quick break. Here is a short message from our sponsor slash podcast producer. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but you don't know how and where to start? It's too much, it's overwhelming. Trust me, I get it. Let Jor's Joy podcast production and management services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message Jor's Joy at facebook.com forward slash Jorah's joy. And guess what? The link is in the show notes. All right, back to the show. Full disclosure, I've had so many years of therapy. Really bless me. (laughs) God used these counselors and these therapists to really help me come out of some very toxic habits, relationships, beliefs about myself and life and all the things. But the thing that transformed me the most was not therapy. It was Bible study. So number four, get yourself a Bible study partner. I'm going to tell you something. When I was in the midst of chemo, I had one or two, two friends 
who really checked on me every single day. Shout out to Saidas, shout out to Carla. And they never let up. They never, ever, ever let a day go by without sending me a text, sending me a video, sending me a message just to pray with me, to remind me of the promises that God has made throughout his word. And they did Bible study with me. When I had a meeting, I had, you know, I'm a planner. So I had a meeting with our support system and I was like, hey y'all, you know, Castro and I got everybody together and we told them that we were getting ready to go down a pretty hard path, which included delivering early because I was pregnant and then starting chemotherapy immediately after. Doctors wanted me to start chemo while I was pregnant, all these things, right? And so we got our people together and we were like, listen, we need support. It needs to look this way or that way. However you can show up, we'll take it. And Saida hits me up one day and she's like, hey, I'll be that friend who sends you a message to check on you every day. And I was like, essentially was saying like, I'll be your emotional support. And I was like, um, I think I'm okay, but I could definitely get down with like a Bible study partner because I love to do Bible study every day. So if you want to check in with me and do Bible study, we could do that. And she says, of course, count me in. I love Bible study. And I was not expecting that. I was expecting her to be like, oh, you know, well, I'll pray for you. Because not everybody, you know, is can commit to like every day doing Bible study. Well, let me tell you what the Lord did. We started Bible study not two weeks later. That was at the beginning of January. Middle of January, we started Bible study. We did Bible study together every single day. She lives in New Jersey. I live in California. Every single day for almost 10 months. Do you know what a blessing that was? Do you know the peace that filled me throughout chemo, throughout this walk of having a newborn, of being on disability, of being in the midst of chemotherapy with a toddler and a little baby and my husband working and my family in New Jersey and, you know, our support system being spread out across the United States, not having, you know, all of the people that we hoped or wanted really to have close to us, but still feeling like they were close to us, especially Saida, especially Carla, when Carla was able to do Bible study. Carla flew out here and we did Bible study in person. Crazy. I can't even believe it sometimes. I look back and I'm like, wow, Lord, you are so good. You gave me the friends that I didn't know I really needed, especially in that season. And it started because of Bible study. So number four, get yourself a Bible study partner. Because you do not, you don't know what kind of seeds you are sowing when you are saying yes to being in the word of God. And especially when you have a partner to keep you accountable, to really dig into some of those hard conversations that you have to have with yourself when you realize that you're in sin, when you realize that your heart is filled with pride, when you realize that you've just been anxious because you doubt that God is good, that you doubt that he is capable of taking care of these things, that he will take care of these things. When you just have trust issues and they run so deep that you don't even realize when you don't trust God, 
and you have your Bible study partner to reorient your thoughts, to pray with you, to point you to the verses that you've been studying, to reinforce all of the things that God has been showing to you and revealing to you. Get yourself a Bible study partner. And the last person you benefit from having who has influence and who could have a great influence on you, especially if you are trying to boldly serve God is a coach. A coach to help you reach your goals and be accountable and come up with the right strategy and support you and keep your focus on the things that you've committed to so that you can boldly serve God and others. Am I the coach for you? I don't know. I'm not the coach for everyone, but there is a coach for everyone. And I'll tell you what, when it comes to a coach, I've worked with many. You really, really benefit from having a coach in your life who loves the Lord and who points you back to the Bible. Because I had coaches who said that they love God, but didn't point me back to the Bible. And do you know what ended up happening? I ended up doing things that when I later studied the Bible, found were at odds with God's will, with his desires. They were things he hated. Things like manifesting, things like using crystals or using this or that, mantras and yoga and all these things that the world has accepted widely because culture, but they just do not honor God. They don't highlight anything that points people back to God. Self-love, self-help. The big one, self-help, all these, you know, a bunch of the coaches that I that I worked with were like into the self-help thing. And I'll tell you what, for a really long time, it wasn't until the last couple of years, maybe, that I stopped subscribing to the self-help thing because it's so appealing. It makes sense. A lot of it makes, I mean, all of it, it makes so much sense. But if you look at the word, we're not supposed to help ourselves. We're supposed to ask God for help. So if you have a coach who will point you back to the word, if you have a coach who will help you reach your goals, who will help you set the right goals, goals that honor God, goals that align with God's purpose over your life, which, spoiler alert, is to glorify him, goals that will advance the kingdom, if you have a coach who will help you to do that, who will help you even know how to figure out how to do that and how to set those right goals and how to accomplish them and how to move forward in obedience to the Lord, a coach who will fast with you, a coach who will pray with you, maybe even a coach who will do Bible study with you, you're set up for success because you have Jesus first, you have your pastor, right? You have a counselor or a therapist to help you with the anxiety that you might be struggling with the overwhelm, all of the ways, right? You have your Bible study partner and then you have your coach. Coach is the last person, by the way. Coach is the last person because if you don't have Jesus, if you aren't planted in a local church, if you don't have professional help from a mental health professional, if you don't have a consistent practice in Bible study, if you are not showing up to spend time with God in the word, then what are you working on? Your goal? you will benefit from setting the goal of getting consistent in your Bible study before you set a goal of anything else. Just saying. So with that, 
I don't have an announcement. I just wanted to share that. I just, I just want to remind you that all of the things that the world will sell you, they're not, if it's not pointing you back to God, it's not worth it. So if you want Bible study, come on over to the Facebook group, www.herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. Get in community and start Bible study. I have a couple of Bible studies in there already. We went through it as well, which is the anxiety Bible study. And we also went through emotions and the heart, which is all about emotions. I really enjoyed that one. Really great, great place to start. Completely free, filled with women who love the Lord. We're at, I think we're like close to 60 women in there now. And it's, you know, at your own pace, at your level of comfort as far as involvement, participation, things like that. It's not something that's going to flood your inbox. I'm not tagging you on a bunch of things. Come when you're ready. Get involved when you want. And if you are looking for a Bible study partner, probably find someone in there. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And I hope that this was a helpful episode. I'll see you soon. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.